mother. Hey, we are <laughs> mother. Mother. It's Rob Zucker. It's Rob Zucker. We are uh, live. I'm trying to uh, set this. Uh, well, I was trying to wait for them to set this uh, uh, Periscope show on or, or whatever they're doing. But I don't know what the hell. I don't know why they 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 messed it up. I I don't know. It's it's like it's like there's like constant problems over here. There's, <laughs> so there's always constant problems. There is. If it's uh, if it's if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, let's see here. Uh, bear with me here. You know, I, I'm just just calm down. Um. Just calm down. Uh, okay, there. That's it. That's all I'm doing, damn it. That's all I'm doing. Okay? That's all I'm doing. There, are we on? I don't even know if we're on. There we go. All right, there. Oh, my gosh. Camera always makes my... Stop! No, go. There. Camera always... I think the camera makes... I always think the camera makes... Oh, my... Why is it so close? Why is it so close? All right. So, we are live. A lot of things going on this weekend. Um, where to begin? I got the... I got a bunch of papers and... Uh, I got... Uh, what do I got? I got the... I got the emails. I got... Uh, Notes. I got emails. I got notes. I got uh, things of that nature. And then I was getting a notification uh, that my um, Facebook has been disconnected from Spreaker. I have no idea why. No idea why. I'm going to have to ask um, my, uh, I hate to say producer. Everybody uses that term, but my uh, assistant, let's just use the assistant word, why this is happening. So if you're not getting the Facebook feed, uh, I I don't know what to tell you. We'll have to fix that. All right, where do we want to begin? Uh, The, God, there's just so much stuff. And the only thing anybody's still covering is um, grabbing by the pussy. (laughs) <laughs> That's all anybody's covering. Grab him by the pussy. That's it. Then there's a ton of stuff to talk about. You got these uh, Robert O'Keefe videos, which uh, uh, Fox is not covering, CNN, MSNBC. None of them are talking about it. Um, you got... Uh, more WikiLeaks uh, drops. Nobody's covering. You even got the whole um, WikiLeak connection being disconnected. I would have thought that would have gotten coverage. Now, I, I know libs and people that are not Republican or also the never Trumpers will say, well, this stuff got covered. Listen, there's a difference between something being covered so you could say we covered it 
And then there's being covered. Grabbing by the pussy was covered. All right? I think they counted something like 400 times that video was played. I think it was something like 400 times that video was played. That's coverage. Okay? That's coverage. Not some two-minute segment by Hack Tapper or Anderson Cooper where he has that real serious look on his face. Mm. You know, that look. Mm. When he's contemplating the ball drop with Kathy Griffith and discussing her breasts. You know, that, that look. Grab him by the pussy. 400 times. But journalists, or so-called journalists, calling themselves hacks, actually admitting, admitting, I am a hack, gets no coverage. And yet, uh, Donald Trump's crazy, the, 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 the system's not rigged. Anybody believes that, cuckoo cabanas, they must be listening to Alex Jones, and yada, yada, yada. And when you have Politico, you know, Politico is a, a big deal in the political world. The New York Times is a big deal in the political world. When you have these two media organizations that have reporters, and not low-level jerk-off reporters, but like serious level, like they run department reporters saying, I am a hack. I am ashamed. I am a hack. Then, yeah. Yeah. The the system is rigged. Now, let's discuss this. Okay? Let's discuss this. Because as you see from this weekend, and and it started through the week. I mean, it, it wasn't just this weekend. But this weekend, it's come to like this crescendo of um, outlets, even conservative outlets, saying how dangerous it is for Trump to talk about a rigged system and a rigged election. How dangerous it is for him to qua- to, to 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 call in the legitimacy of how we conduct our political system. There's conservative talk hosts. Rather, it's unhealthy Megan McCain or Michael Medved, as if this is some Illuminati conspiracy. As if it's completely crazy to talk about a rigged election. I mean, think about this. 
All right. Think about this. And, and, and you got to understand the reason the media, the reason the left and the right are pushing back against this is because they know the system is rigged. They are part of the rigged system. Remember, we talked about this before. If all these people really wanted to do good, there'd be term limits. There would be no rigged system with term limits because there wouldn't be careers in doing politics. You'd be in, you'd be out. You'd be in, make a difference, make a change, you get out. Not about keeping everything the same, not rocking the boat. So all these people don't want the boat rocked. This is some Illuminati. This, this isn't some Freemason thing. This is a very fragile system that after 2000, it was exposed as being extremely, extremely flawed. We've talked about it on this show before. You would think, you would think after an election, where every vote is supposed to count. Somebody who gets a half a million votes more than the other person and loses, you would think after that, everybody would have gotten together and said, okay, okay, we we figured out that if you buy up all the raffle tickets and pay the dollar per raffle ticket, there's absolutely no way you can lose because you will win the grand prize. You will win second prize. You would think that after Gore lost, now I, regardless if you're on the left or on, you're on the right, the whole one vote, one person, Democracy wins was not the case. And it was the first time in our history. I think it's the first time in any political history. Now, I know we have the Electoral College. But, again, the Electoral College has always jived with the popular vote. So nobody's ever said, oh, this is kind of a effed up system. Nobody's ever done that. And normally, when something goes on like that, when the flaw is exposed, people change it. When that system is exposed and somebody wins all the prizes, the people get together and go, oh, man, that was kind of messed up. We can't let that happen again. So after the 2000 election, when you sat there and you looked at the papers and you went, so the guy that got more votes lost? 
Um, we got to fix that. But we didn't. We just kind of pretended it didn't happen or that's the system. No need to fix it. It was an anomaly. So questioning the great United States of America. And again, I'm not bashing America. I love America. The United States is the greatest country in the world. I truly believe that. But it's extremely important for us to keep this level of we are the greatest, our democracy is the greatest. You can never question our democracy. You can never question our press. You can never question our systems. You can never, ever question these things. Can't do it. Can't do it. And when we go to other countries and we wave our finger at them and go, your system sucks, you need to be more like us. Your press sucks. You need to be more like us. And when our system gets exposed as being just as effed up as third world country systems, the powers that be, that structure that keeps it all together, they freak out. They freak out. I mean, think about this. Think about this. Since 1980, since 1980, with the exception of these past eight years, and I know this might offend a lot of people, and if I was on terrestrial radio, a cumulus station, I might get suspended, but I'm going to say it anyways. Aside from these last eight token years, and that's what I call Obama, a token, we've had a Bush or a in the White House since 1980. Remember, Ronald Reagan's vice president was George Bush. So there was a Bush in the White House starting in 1980. How do you say to another country that we have this great democracy and we have this system that is in place to prevent monarchs? or dynasties, or, or, or kings, or whatever you want to call it. When they can look, going back from 1980 to now, and say, there's always been a Bush or a Clinton. And if Hillary wins, Bill Clinton is back in the White House. Remember, we described how this process works in the sense of a first lady has a whole bunch of duties. Look at Hillary Clinton. 
I'm not baking cookies. I'm not doing... Okay, well, she's doing the child health care she's trying to do. Hillary care, she's doing all this stuff. Michelle Obama, she's doing this. Get fat kids to lose weight. So the first lady's a big deal. Bill Clinton will be back in the White House doing something. Being visible. So here you have all these foreign countries that we lecture on a regular basis. And we tell them how awesome our system is. And here they're looking at Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, George Bush, George Bush Jr., Bill Clinton. I mean, it's, it's like, well... Who owns America, a Bush or a Clinton? The token. Like I told you, back in 2000, that was strategic to have Obama. That was strategic. Because if powers that be, and again, it's not an Illuminati A lot of it is corporate media. And that's legitimate. That's legitimate to say corporations control the media and in turn, they they have a role in picking the president. It's completely legitimate. Especially, listen, that's always been the conspiracy before. That's always been the Oh, you're just a conspiracy kook. But with all these WikiLeaks, these conspiracy kooks, as we're called, are being proven that we're not conspiracy kooks. Now, granted, if you believe in chemtrails and a bunch of goopy stuff like that, then you're a conspiracy kook. But if you believe in corporations controlling the media... And certain people who control those corporations that control the media have a hand in picking the president. That's not being a conspiracy kook. When you're looking at a WikiLeaks drop and John Podesta is basically lining up the who's who of the media to come to his home to basically discuss strategies. To basically discuss, I mean, why, why else would you be having an off-the-record party of parties with people from CNN, NBC, MSNBC, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, New York Times? Every single one of these people have been implicated in these email hacks as being part of this system. So if the media wanted to take down Obama in 2000 or in uh, 2000 in 2008, they would have took him down. Rather it's him showing off his hard on on an airplane, his middle name which people think is not a big deal. His roots, 
going back to Kenya to a Muslim fan. I mean, all of those things, if the media wanted to destroy him, all of those things could have destroyed him. All of those things could have destroyed him. The media has destroyed people with far less With far less. Imagine what the media... I mean, I mean, it's, it's stunning. Stunning. But it was a feel-good moment. We've talked about this. It was the, hey, this will purge all of your racist sins. This will purge that white guilt. This will purge that white privilege. This will purge any time you've ever said or laughed at racial humor. You pull that lever for Barack Hussein Obama. And all of those sins, poof, will be gone. You can start fresh. And that's what the people did. It was a feel-good moment. It was like Bat-Kid. Because if you're talking about being qualified, if you're talking about having a qualified president, a qual- somebody qualified, the most qualified, Obama was the furthest. From being qualified. What qualifications? What, I mean, he, ran, he technically ran against somebody that you could have touted as being the most qualified person to ever run for office. John McCain was so, I mean, military. When you're talking about military, over-the-top qualified. Talking about knowing how the government works, the ins and outs. What, a 20-year senator, however long? He, I mean, talk about qualified. It was the feel-good moment. And you know when we all talk about what have uh, the Democrat Party done for black folk? What have they done for black folk? What, where, where have they gotten anything? Their jobs, uh, the crime in Chicago and other places. We, we talk about that all the time. But the one thing nobody says is they got Obama. That's what the Democrats say behind closed doors. So when you hear... The Republican Party, when you hear Donald Trump, when you hear uh, some of the pundits like the Hannity's say, look at the employment rate. But what you don't hear is behind closed doors, the Democrats saying to the black folk, to those black leaders that have influence in those churches, in those communities. Hey, 
hey, maybe you don't have the jobs that you should. Yes, we know in the Latino community in this past year, they've gotten more jobs. Stats, they've come out. Obama's outed them. The jobs for Latinos are the most of all minorities. Their average medium household incomes have risen more than any other minority. All of those things have eclipsed black folk in the black communities. But one thing, and the most important thing that they got, and the Democrats can say to them, drop, top it. We gave We gave you Obama. Those 80 and 90-year-old black women who we all saw back in 2008. Tears running down their eyes. And we had no rights to, to vote when we, we couldn't get drink water out of a fountain in the back of the bus. Never, ever did we think we would ever be able to see a black president. And oh my God, we got a black president. That is what the Democrats gave black folk. That's more powerful than jobs. That's more powerful than reducing crime in their communities. That's more powerful. Hell, that's more powerful than white police officers killing unarmed black men. They got Obama. They got Obama. The media says behind closed doors. That's what the media says behind closed doors. Because if they never got Obama, there would be some Serious uprising. Serious uprising. If there was no Obama and those stats came out that this past year, the Latino community has outpaced the black community in jobs and education and and, uh, household incomes, they'd be like, wow. But that Obama. They got Michelle Obama. They got the Obama kids. So, since 1980, aside from the eight-year token that the media and the corporate machines gave to black folk and white folk to make them feel good, there's been a Clinton and a Bush in the White House. I mean, out of all the Democrats, out of all the Republicans, the only ones that are qualified, honorable, that are intelligent, are a Clinton and a Bush? Come on. 
So if you put that, just just that look. I, I mean, imagine if Hillary wins, all of these world leaders, Putin. You know, we laugh at Putin, or we laugh at Russia, and go, so you guys had Putin for eight years, and then... They have an election, and you got this Dmitriya Metryov, or whatever his name is, but yet Putin is still like the vice president, so you still see Putin, and then after that guy's terms up, he is voted out, and Putin gets, and now it's back to Putin, and we and we mock them. Oh, that's not democracy. That so now all these world leaders are going to be like. Oh, hello, President Clinton. Hi. Oh, and hello, first man, former President Clinton. Hmm. This is kind of, well, not American. This is kind of not American. I mean, Hillary's going to be meeting with world leaders. If she becomes president, she's going to be meeting with world leaders with Bill Clinton on her arm. So you got world leaders. They're going to be like, oh, hey, I, hey, how you doing? Cool. These world leaders have been giving the Clintons money for the last eight, ten years. So you see why people like Brian Seltzer at CNN, along with every other liberal, along with every other establishment Republican, are freaking out so much? Because before you were able to dismiss this as kookiness, crazies, conspiracy kooks, nut jobs. Well, now you can't. Now you can't. And when Trump says it's a rigged election, it's all rigged. The first thing everybody says is you can't rig the polls. But, but that's just a small equation. Uh, that's a small equation. When Hillary ran against Bernie, don't you understand the concept of a rigged system applies to when the media says, right now, Hillary Clinton is beating Bernie Sanders, XYZ, and when you add in the superdelegates, she only XYZ away from clinching the nomination. Bernie Sanders wins the remaining 15 states. And he wins those states with an average of 60% uh, of the vote. 
he still will lose based on super delegates. That's a rigged system. If you're playing a game and ultimately that game is going to be flipped over or the computer console is going to be unplugged if you win then it's a rigged system when you have CNN employees which Donna Brazil is I mean you notice she hasn't been around you notice they're, they're just just vanished. When you have CNN employees talking to the Clinton camp and telling them things that are going to happen during a debate, that's a rigged system. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And when you have CNN and people like this Brian Stetzer doing stories to push back, going out of their way to push back, That's a rigged system. It's a rigged system. So you have the appearance of a dynasty. You have the appearance of a Bush or a Clinton controlling the government For close to 40 years. Hey, think about that. If Hillary Clinton is elected, when it's time for her reelection, a Clinton or a Bush will have been in the White House. With the exception of eight years. For the last 32 years. How is that not a rigged system? How is that not a rigged system? How is that not a rigged system? Now, pre-Trump, nobody's ever really worried about this. Because in 2000, nobody questioned the results of that election. Nobody questioned the outcome 
it was just kind of like, oh, well, it is what it is. You know, hey, I'm patriotic and I love my country and I respect the outcome. And yeah, it was just quietly. But here's Trump saying, guys, it's rigged. And here's all the evidence. Here's this email. Here's this situation. So now, as he's saying this, and you have people like me and others that are not part of the Alex Jones world, not part of the chemtrail world, but actually part of a logic world where you go, wait a minute, look at 1980, you have a Bush. You have a Bush. You have a Bush in the White House starting in 80. And if Hillary wins, you have a Clinton. Her reelection will be 40 years. And 32 of the 40 years, a Bush or a Clinton have been inside that White House. And if you want, if you want to throw in the fact that Hillary was Secretary of State for the four years of Obama, you could say that for 36 years, you've had a Clinton or a Bush inside that White House in a position of importance. Remember, when Reagan got shot, technically, George was the president for, I don't know, a day. I mean, he was the heartbeat away from the presidency. I know we look at vice president as being just a jerk-off job, Uh, But still has power. And the Bush-Clinton connection started in 1980. So you put that here. You now... You now put all these leaks coming out. You put all these leaks coming out. All these reporters. I mean, this is a gr- this is a great WikiLeaks story. This, I mean, it, it, this was an amazing WikiLeaks story about a John Podesta party that has everybody from CNN. I mean, everybody. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. I mean, the who's who of the media world. That's a rigged system. That is a rigged system. When you have ABC, and it consists of Stepanopoulos, David Muir, Diane Sawyer, Cecily Vega, 
When you have NBC or CBS, Nora O'Donnell, CNN, Brianna Keeler, Gloria Borger, John Berman, Kate Baldwin, Jesus H, MSNBC, Alec Wagner, Rachel Maddow, trying, NBC, Savannah Guntry. I mean, (laughs) yeah, the system is rigged. Rigged. It's something that everybody's known, but there was never proof because the media was able to go, ah, you're crazy. And when you add this, when you add this to a 36-year dynasty? Our country doesn't seem to be this bastion of democracy that every country around the world has to follow. When you add a 36-year monopoly involving a Clinton and a Bush, you then sprinkle in 2000 with a you're the president even though the will of the people said this guy's the president some foreigner in another country they go how does that work oh well they have uh an electoral college oh but if it uh i know that's my indian voice but whatever but but if it must this time why don't we fix it uh So you take a 36-year Clinton-Bush dynasty, which is no different than what goes on in Saudi Arabia. It's no different than what goes on in Russia. And when people go, yeah, Russia, yeah, they'll put, they, put people, they put journalists to death. And Putin, Putin will, will, will kill anybody who goes against the government. Well, not for nothing, but we just do it a little more humanely, do it a little more sophisticated, but you have every single major news outlet in cahoots with the Democrat Party. How are we really different than Russia or Saudi Arabia? Again, don't give me this, oh, well, we don't do this. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. In the big picture, how are we really different when one political party controls the flow of information to all of its citizens? And any of the information that comes from alternate sources is demonized. So if that information comes from a source that's not NBC or CBS or ABC, they're instantly labeled a far-right website, a conspiracy website. They're instantly dismissed. 
they're dismissed as 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 not believable because the information goes against the narrative of ABC, NBC, CBS, New York Times, Washington Post, BuzzFeed, Politico. So in the grand picture of things, how are we really any different than a China or a Russia or a Saudi Arabia? How are we really any different? In a larger picture, abstract type of way. I know we could get into, well, in this case, they, 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 this political descendant is imprisoned. I'm not stupid. I understand that. But in that bigger picture, if you have the entire media information highway meeting at the Clintons or John Podesta's house, isn't that very Russian, China style controlling the media? I mean, come on. Just from CNN alone. Brianna Keeler, David Chalian, Gloria Borger, Jeff Zelny, John Berman, Kate Baldwin, Mark Preston, Sam Feist, The Daily Beast, Jackie Kunich, Huffington Post, Whitney Snyder, MSNBC, Alex Wagner, Beth Fournier, Phil Griffin, Rachel Maddow, Rachel Roxon, The New Yorker, Ryan Eliza, The New York Times, Pat Healy, Maggie Heberman, Jonathan Martin, Gail Collins, Amy Chazik, Politico, Glenn Threst, Mike Allen. I mean, this is the information superhighway. This is the information superhighway. And you're going to say the system is not rigged? Are you kidding me? I mean, Glenn Thrust, okay? Glenn Thrust, he is the main guy at Politico, okay? The main guy at Politico. Somebody that MSNBC, uh, NBC, CNN, they will reference Glenn Thrust articles. They will reference Glenn Thrust as a source. And here's Glenn Thrust. Listen to this. This is Glenn Thrust. Doing an article on Hillary Clinton's fundraising operation. 
And he says to John Podesta, because I have become a hack, I will send you the whole section that pertains to you. Please, please do not share or tell anyone I did this. And then later asks Podesta, did I F anything up? And Podesta says, no problems here. How is that not part of a rigged system? How is that not part of a rigged system? And when liberals say, oh, you can't point to an isolated incident, rather it's this, on a Brazil scene, you can't point to these isolated incidents. John Harwood at MSNBC. You can't point to these three isolated incidents and say, well, the system is rigged. And yet, you're able to go to isolated incidences involving Donald Trump and say, well, he's a sexual predator. He's a rapist. Every single incident that some girl has come out and said, Donald Trump raped me. Donald Trump did this. Donald Trump that. And that contributes to the narrative that Trump is a rapist and uh, a sex offender and all these things. You do the exact same thing with the rigged political system. Because if there's seven or ten women that have come out and that fuels the narrative that Trump is a rapist and he's a monster, then you can easily... Easily pick out 10 media types like Glenn Rush that show that they're in cahoots with the Democrats, with Hillary Clinton, that fuel the narrative that the system is rigged. You can't do one with Trump and then dismiss the Glenn Thrushes as just an anomaly. Can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. Right now, without even trying, you got Glenn Thrush. You got John Harwood. Donna Brazil, and that's without even trying. But how the hell does Glenn Thrush, how does he ever, how, how does he ever show his face 
not just in public, not just in public, but just, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, what Glenn Thrush did, as far as I'm concerned, is equivalent to baiting. Seriously. Like being caught masturbating by your entire class. Seriously, that, that's the equivalent. Having sex with a dog. I'm just I'm just throwing in the most just over the top crazy things. But if you're a journalist and you're a political journalist that prides yourself on not being in the tank for either party, how do you show your face when you've been caught? Like, how, how do you, how, what do you do? I mean, Glenn Thrush at Politico has lost every morsel of respect and any real ability to do his job properly. By him, Clinton's campaign manager. I have become a hack. I have become a hack. So I will send you the whole section that pertains to you. Please don't tell anybody. Please don't tell anybody. And you're going to say the system is not rigged? Really? Re- like, really? You, you honestly, you honestly, honestly can look people in the eyes with this type of information coming out and saying I am a hack I am a hack so I will send you the article I wrote about you and your campaign please don't tell anybody that I'm a hack without even trying what about Univision what about Univision Haim Sabin, the chairman of Univision. Univision. Jorge Ramos, the guy that interrupted Trump's press conference and got thrown out, is important and is the key to winning the presidency for either side. 
and the owner of Univision, which is maybe this. I mean, it's debatable. Who's bigger, Univision or Telemundo? But if the Hispanic vote is the key to winning any presidential election, and either the number one or two Spanish network is in the tank for the Democrats, how is the system not rigged? How is the system not rigged? How is, and in these Podesta emails, it shows direct communication with a Haim Sabin spokesman, somebody that's the go-between, and John Podesta. And when these emails get leaked, the audacity by Univision people, by the Haim Sabin people, is to say this. Haim Sabin has been a supporter of Hillary uh, uh, Clinton um, separate. And way before his involvement with Univision. And that has played zero factor in Univision's coverage on this campaign. Zero. Absolute zero. I mean, they they actually say. They actually say. I have nothing to do with it. I never tell our news department what to cover. And people go, oh, see, there. Hey, you have no evidence. No evidence. No evidence. But yet you have these emails where where you have Haim Sabin representatives saying to Podesta, Haim thinks we are uh, uh, underreacting to the Trump Hispanics. He thinks we can get something by standing up for Latinos uh, and attacking Republicans for not condemning. So here's Haim having conversations with Podesta. Podesta's telling other people in the Clinton camp Haim thinks. Haim thinks we should be doing this. Haim thinks we should be doing that. Yet, the Univision people and other individuals say, hey, listen, he has no influence over what Univision does. Oh, 
for Pep's sake. This system's not rigged. You're all crazy. I mean, you can go through a list. Rather, it's Hane Saban, Univision, Harwood, CNBC, New York Times, Maggie Haberman, New York Times and Politico. She's always on MSNBC. She's always on Chris Matthews. John Harris. Politico. I mean, John Harris and, Je- and, and Glenn Thrust. There, those are the two guys at Politico. They run Politico. That's their site. And remember, Thrust is already saying, I'm back. Here it is. So when somebody tells you, when somebody tells you, oh, come on, this rigged system, they're not the right, people aren't going to be stuffing ballot boxes. What are you kidding me? It's not about ballot boxes. Stop. It's not about ballot boxes. It's way deeper than that. It's controlling the media. Controlling the media. And when somebody goes, well, what about Fox? What do you mean about Fox? What about Fox? So it's already also been proven that Heat Street, that's a blog. It's a conservative blog. Louise Mensch. M-E-N-S-C-H. World's worst name. Mensch. Murdoch is Fox News. We've always said Murdoch is not a uh, a conservative. The executives at Fox News aren't conservative. Hannity's the only hardcore conservative. This mensch is wanting to do commercials for Hillary Clinton. She's editor-in-chief of a conservative blog that's owned by Rupert Murdoch, and she's caught emails putting forth campaign advertisement scripts. Talking about her love for Hillary Clinton. I mean, I mean it's just astonishing. It really is. It's just astonishing. And that's why the left is terrified. That's why the media is terrified. That's why establishment Republicans are terrified. That's why they're all terrified. Because there used to just be talk. And you could basically flick it away. Because it's just a bunch of crazy anarchists. 
Ah, they're all a bunch of, you know, peep the frog, Pepe the Frog lovers. Bunch of uh, alt-righters, bunch of Nazis. But they turn on CNN and none of these stories are covered. They don't know what happened. And I always use my old man as an example. My old man has no idea about Politico. He has no idea about Glenn Frost. He sees him on MSNBC. He sees him on television. He hears MSNBC talking about him. He hears Chris Hayes talking about him. And if I go, Dad, you know that guy that Chris Hayes is talking about writing emails to uh, the Hillary campaign calling himself back? What? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, uh, and then it takes 25 minutes to explain to, to a 79-year-old man the, the Glenn Thrust story. And five minutes in, he's already tuned it out. He's already out. He's already like, oh, okay. So the low-information voter doesn't hear any of this stuff. But at least millions and millions and millions and millions of people that have been talking about this are now vindicated. At least all of us that have been talking about how the media is in the bag for the Democrats, how they are nothing more than an extension of the Democrat Party, how the system is rigged, starting in 1980, all the way now to 2016, It's gotten progressively worse. At least now, when everyone on the left, rather they're on the internet, they're they're, they're the little egg trolls, whoever, they basically go, oh, you're you're just, you're, you're just a bunch of nut jobs, just a bunch of chemtrails, conspiracy, wackos. No. No, here's evidence. Here's evidence, and it doesn't matter if it, it listen. It doesn't matter if it's Trump. Could be Rubio. Could be Mitt Romney 3.0. I don't care. But at least we've all been we've been vindicated. When you're reading emails of Glenn Tross going, "I'm a hack." I'm a hack. Please don't tell anybody I'm a hack. Please, John Podesta, don't tell anybody that Politico is a shill, that we are nothing more than an extension of what you want us to say. There's smoky, there's the bloody glove, okay? There's a bloody glove. And the glove fits, okay? The glove fits. The bloody glove fits. Guilty. Absolutely guilty. Absolutely. Again, that's why the 
uh, 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 Brian Seltzer's on CNN, even the Bill Mars. Oh, oh, we're just, you know, we're really nervous about what happens after the election. If Hillary wins, what's going to happen? Oh, no. What's good? Why? What? You've been exposed. You've been exposed. It's like you were caught cheating and your wife caught you at the mall or something. She gave you a look and she just stormed off. And now you're sitting there going, oh, Jesus, I got to go home now. What's going to happen when I go home? Oh, no. Oh, God, no. That dread. Now, they're like, we've been exposed. The only thing positive I could say about Saturday Night Live, and I don't mean to go off into a, a, a little roadmap turn here, but but the one thing that I will say positive, and they get it. They actually get it. On the weekend update, when they showed the picture of Bill Clinton and they said uh, Bill Clinton calling uh, all the Trump supporters um, rednecks. And they said, listen, uh, this is no good. And of course, I'm paraphrasing, but they basically said this is no good. Because after the election, and if we go to war with Russia, the people that are going to be fighting the Russians are those rednecks because that's who you want fighting. Not the liberal hipster douchebags that are living in their mommy and daddy's basement talking about safe spaces. It's those people in the red states that you go, you know what? I'm glad they're fighting on our side. But here's the thing. And it's why the left is getting freaked. Because now those people are going to say, why should we fight for you? Why should we do anything for this half of the country? When you couldn't even respect us enough to beat us fair and square. You couldn't beat us fair and square. Fine. You want to beat us? Beat us. Be the better person. Be the better candidate. But when you rig the system from the beginning, it doesn't matter if it was Trump. It doesn't matter if it was Romney 3.0. It doesn't matter if it was Ted Cruz. It doesn't matter if it was Jesus Christ himself. If, G- if, G- if it was Jesus Christ himself and he came off the cross and he ran in the Republican Party, the Democrats would have buried him. They said, ah, this guy is, this guy is a bum. They'd be like, what have you done with your life? He's been nuts. He never had a job. He's got a bunch of loser friends. They don't have jobs. They're a bunch of con men talking about changing Changing water to wine. Bunch of F them. I mean, the Democrats 
would have they they would have they would have made Jesus a, 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 a philandering con man. <laughs> you name it. So when Bill Maher looks at the camera and goes, oh, I'm just, you know, what's going to happen? I'm nervous about after election. Yeah. Because you've all been exposed. You've all been exposed. You've all been exposed. No more calling us crazy. We're no longer the girl on the train. We're no longer the person that blocks out when we come to. We're being told, you know what you did last night? Person, you molested that person. You had sex with the dog. And we're like, oh, man, okay. We're no longer that person. When we're like, you know, the media is corrupt. What are you, stupid? Okay, I yes, I am stupid. No. No. So now, when the left goes, hey, everybody, we got to work together. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. No, that's your president. It's not our president. You picked that woman, not us. Well, it's demo- you can't undermine our democracy. You already undermined the democracy. You've been undermining democracy since 1980. Bush, vice president. Bush, president. Clinton, president. Bush, president. Obama, president. There's the token. Clinton, secretary of state. Back to maybe Clinton president, former president, first man, co-president. I mean, you've been doing it since 1980. Media's corrupt. No, they're not. Media's in a tank for Democrats. Hi, I'm Glenn Truss. I'm a hack. Hi, I'm CNN. Hi, I'm CBS. Hi, I'm NBC. Hi. We are representing every media branch. Print, internet, TV, and we're all going to John Podesta's house. Okay. You've been undermining our democracy year after year after year. And now, you're scared. Now, you're frightened that those people you've been abusing year after year after year after year are now fed up. And they're saying, enough, no more. You've abused us for the last time. It's over. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And I've said this before. 
Imagine. Imagine this for a minute. If you had thousands of people in each of these states doing a Democracy Matters or some other catchy phrase every weekend going out marching blocking streets just on the weekend because you got to work during the weekday can't be like Black Lives Matter totally and have no job have no purpose And it's just to create anarchy and help Democrats win. I'm actually talking about something more organized and more responsible. Because we do have to work and make money. But what if every single weekend, thousands and thousands and thousands of people from each of these states Protested, caused traffic jams, made the left's life miserable. Imagine that. Imagine. Imagine if you had a Black Lives Matter style protest every Saturday and Sunday. And that's what the left is freaking out about. That's the left is freaking out about. Man, the rumors that Trump's son-in-law was meeting with executives, which I've been saying from day one a year ago, about creating a cable channel, would actually give a voice and an outlet To millions and millions and millions of people. That's what the left is freaking out about. For millions and millions and millions of people to say, Clinton, you are not a legitimate president. You're not. You are not. You are a paper president. You've heard of a paper champion? The boxing term for someone who's given the championship, they never earned it. They never won it. They were given it. And subsequently, every single fight they ever have after are hand-picked. They're chumps. It's a paper champion. That's what Hillary Clinton is. She's a possibly a paper president. Because I don't think it's over yet. We could have one of the greatest comebacks of all time. That's the other thing the left is terrified about. So just remember... The more these emails come out, 
the more the more we've been proven beyond a shadow of doubt that there is collusion between these media companies and the Democrats. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the uh, North Carolina uh, firebombing that nobody really knows about. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. It's Rob Zakari Show. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on iTunes. Follow us on iHeartRadio. Go there. We'll be right back. And Baked Alaska, we love our cops. We'll be right back.
get coffee and stuff. There's no butler. Just a coffee. All right, so I'm sure by, some of you had to have heard. I mean, it really wasn't broadcasted that much. Now, you got to imagine if this was a Democrat headquarters. So, out there in North Carolina, all right, at the uh, GOP, the headquarters, got fear bombed. I, I'm not kidding. The uh, headquarters of the GOP North Carolina, it got fire bombed. I know. You didn't really hear about it, did you? Of course you didn't hear about it. Of course you didn't hear about it. Because it's the Republicans. Okay? Doesn't fit the narrative that um, Republicans are crazy and they're they're nuts and they're evil and they're part of the right and they hang out with um you know Pepe the Frog the, the, the whatever whatever the the list is you want whatever the list is you want neo the, the Nazis whatever coverage today over Grim by the pussy, which now is going on what a week old. I've heard more and read more about grab by the pussy than I have painting on walls that where it doesn't get burned. Uh, Hillary. Uh, is a C. Hillary is a C next Tuesday. That'd be all the wall coverage right now. Wall to wall coverage. Would they would for a brief second put grab him by the pussy on the ship they, for a brief second because then the top story would be it's finally happened. Donald Trump's rhetoric has caused his supporters to firebomb Democrat headquarters. And then they would show all of these rallies, which, because of James O'Keefe, which we'll get to in a minute or two, expose instances at these rallies being nothing more than um, either... Democrat plants or provoke Democrat plants. We said from day one, none of this is organic. These people protest wasn't organic. It wasn't uh, some millennial who went, you know what? I feel so passionately and, and just so, so, so strong. They, they feel passionate or strong about Anything involved behavior. Anything that, that involves them getting out of their parents' basement or in, in their childhood room. 
anything that involves that, going to a rally, getting all fired up and getting in fights and you know that no that, that that's too much energy. So I from day one, it was all work. It was it was nothing organic? But if this was a Democrat office in North Carolina, hell, what's his name? Diamond would Diamond would be there live if this was a Democrat field office that got fired by Don Lemon. They're live, and Don Lemon would have that you know the Don Lemon look when he's like get all teary eyed. He would be waiting the firebomb, the churches being firebombed uh, back in the 50s and 60s, and he would tie this in to that being alt-right and good for blacks. And this was a message to any black Democrats that if they vote for Hillary or they come out and vote, they're going to get killed and they're going to get burned, and this was intimidation. I mean, it would be wall-to-wall coverage. Don Lemon would be crying. You would see, he'd be like the dirty Indian from the 80s crying of pollution and littering. He'd be crying. Cry. I can't believe this is what's going on. This is what the Trump campaign is. And then they would show the, the, the old guy punching the, the the black kid with the forearm punchly and then they they would they would and then they would go back to Don Lemon this time the tears would be crawling down his face more and then at the end of the show you know we're gonna go to Anderson and then Anderson would be at a different part of the house or a different part of the building that was fire bombed so there's a coop here the Democrat headquarters here in North Carolina was firebombed. The question is, is it something against homosexuals here at Anderson 360? I mean, it would, it would be endless. But because it was the Republicans, it's like a quick mention. Just real quick. Oh, and this happened today. It must have been a bunch of kids effing around with fireworks. Fireworks. Fourth of July is now. Oh, well, you know, ready for New Year's. I don't think it was any anything bad. No. Oh, okay. So that's what happened today. A little accident at the Republican headquarters there in North Carolina. Right here, stories. Donald Trump says, "Grab him by the pussy." Grab him by the pussy. Donald Trump, he's promoting sexual assault. He's promoting rape. Oh, wait a minute. This just in. This just in. Yes, Donald Trump called little John Uncle Tom. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, and this just in. He he slapped Gary Busey on the wrist when Gary Busey uh, tried woman on season six of The Apprentice. All of these things. 
I, I love all these things that happened years and years and years and years and years ago. And yet, everybody was still part of these things. So you have apprentice workers. So, so you have workers for The Apprentice, right? You have workers for NBC. You, you have employees who witnessed Donald Trump calling little John Uncle Tom and Gary Busey sexually assaulting women and all these other horrible things. It didn't happen in season eight, and then they went off in season nine. Talking about like season one, season two. So all of these people, so, and I'm not saying this stuff didn't happen. Let's say all of this stuff happened. Let's say it all happened. It was just like a, just a den of, of, of like roots. It was like roots and, and Mandingo rolled into one and Animal House. All right. What does it say about all of these people are now running around condemning Trump that they were part of this year after year after year after year. So you've got all of these employees, you know, all of these people that are now talking to the Daily Beast. They're talking to the, 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 the Asian kid at the Daily Beast, Ajwan Majman, this jack-off who's constantly, just constantly doing stories on Trump. That's all, I mean... Whether it's the Trump surrogates, like the Scotty Neal Hughes, or it's the Ajwans, or uh, Olivia Nuno, what are these people going to do after the election's over? What are they going to write about? What are they going to write about? Because even when they write about Schumer and, and her fat ass and people walking out of her show, it's all based off of, so what are they going to talk about? What do they talk about? The millennials who live in their parents' basement? What, what, are they, what, are they, like, what are they going to talk about? The millennial generation, instead of taking responsibility for their own actions, they create excuses. My girlfriend, who's a millennial, said it the best. She goes, I, I hate my generation. She goes, only my generation, instead of dealing with things, just come up with excuses for why they are the way they are. So if you're fat, it's not being unhealthy. It, you know, it's, it's fat shaming. I mean, it's just a bizarre world we live in. So what the hell the Daily Beast is going to write about? Uh, I don't know, the top dildo of the day? I guess they'll call up Chelsea Clinton and go, Chelsea, what should we write about? What should we write about, Chelsea? With that smile, the Joker smile she's got. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, all these, appre- all these apprentice workers, 
I worked on The Apprentice Show for five years, and I heard all this stuff, and I seen all this stuff. So why didn't you quit? Why didn't you quit? Why didn't you quit? If you were part of a show, and the guy that the show was about was a misogynist, was a racist, was all of these that was best friends with Pepe the Frog, if that guy... If that guy was who you all say he was, why did you continue to work for him? Why did you continue to work for a network that gave this guy millions of dollars? What does that say about you? What does that say about your moral compass? When you're sitting there calling Trump supporters deplorables, when you're calling Trump uh, just a Every name in the book. What does that say about you? What does that say about you? No problem collecting a paycheck from that person. What does that say about you? I would say that makes you just as much as a scumbag as that you say Trump is. That means every day you went home and you went, oh, man, yeah, Donald Trump called people Uncle Tom's and Gary Busey tried to use women as, as, as sock puppets. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Well, I got to go to bed and get up so I can go back to work. I got it. But I mean, well, why do you still work there? What do you mean? They, I make a year, but you're training to an environment and a bunch of people that are misogynists and racists, and they're the worst type in the world. Well, I mean, hey, <laughs> I got a paycheck, my friends. It's only after all these people are no longer being fed by this person that now he's an evil monster. And again, there's elements to the Trump story that I identify with because I've been there. I'm 43. I had my first company when I was 21, 22. I was a ruthless, ruthless businessman. Ruthless. Ruthless. I didn't care about nothing. My first goal to be successful, and whoever worked for me, whoever worked for me, be able to enjoy cars and money and everything that goes along with having a successful company. Your number one responsibility is to you, family, and your employees. That, that's the bottom line, okay? You're not, you're not running Make-A-Wish Foundation. You're not, you're not a charity. And you would be surprised how many people throughout the years were with me through all the great times. And the minute things turned sour, they were the first ones to do like little tell-alls where Rob Zakari is a scumbag. He did this. He did that. He did... Really? 
but yet you collected a six-figure paycheck from me for eight years. And now I'm a bad guy? Where was I uh, the first year, the second year, the third year? So I identify with a lot of that stuff that goes on with Trump. Where all of a sudden people come out of the woodwork and go, oh, yeah, he was a scumbag. When? Oh, from 2004 to 2008. What did you do? Oh, I was uh, one of the producers of uh, uh, XYZ with him. And he was, oh, yeah, he was a horrible scumbag. And you stayed there for four years? Yeah. So when did this kind of cleansing of your soul happen? Uh, I guess now. Well, why not then? Come on. Let's make it a ton of money. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. North Carolina GOP field office firebomb. And grab by the pussy. So, again, if this was a Democrat headquarters, it would be uh, just wall-to-wall coverage. Wall-to-wall coverage. Rachel Maddow would be all emotional. <laughs> this very well could have been a, a message to people like me. Homosexuals everywhere. It was a Democrat field office. Oh, yeah, Forget about it. But it's Republicans. Doesn't fit the doesn't fit the mode. Doesn't doesn't. Thinking what? No, wait. That's not supposed to happen. Democrats aren't aggressive. Liberals aren't aren't aggressive. Look at Chris Hayes. They're all Chris Hayes. They're all just Twitter trolls, you know. People would have a, the egg symbol next to their handle, and they sit in their mom's basement. And they, you know, tweet and write articles for Huffington Post and Salon and Vox. Man, that's supposed to firebomb. So I thought that was thought that was an interesting story that nobody really talked about. So interesting. Now Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. We got to take a quick one one more quick break. Just one more quick break. One more quick break. And it's super quick. Like beyond quick. Uh, build the wall, make it 10 feet higher. We're only real quick and then we'll be right back. Yeah. Uh. Build the wall, it just got 10 feet higher. Build the wall, it just got 10 feet strong. Build the wall, it just got 10 feet higher. And build and build and build and just build the wall. Oh 
It's Rob Zakaria Show. We're sitting here talking to uh, the video universe. Those of you who are listening to us on the radio, um, don't forget Spreaker, Blog Talk, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio. I don't know what I've, what other form. We're on like all the the radio stuff aside from uh, uh, aside from. Uh, SoundCloud, and of course, you know, uh, Glenn Beck Radio. <laughs> but we were just talking about this uh, this guy, um, Max Spears, uh, who was found dead on his sofa in Poland. And he was about to give a talk on conspiracy theories and UFOs. Uh, he, it was ruled that he died from natural causes despite uh, no post-mortem, uh, let's see, despite no post-mortem ex- uh, examination being carried out on his body, uh, but his dark investigations into UFOs and government cover-ups may have made him enemies who wanted him dead, says his mother, Vanessa Bates, 63, in a chilling text message to his mom just days before his death. Uh, Spears wrote, your boy's in trouble. If anything happens to me, investigate. <laughs> uh, you better get Nori on this. Coast to coast radio. Someone call Nori up. Someone call Nori. Have you, ever, have you guys listened to, to Nori before? Some people haven't heard of coast to coast radio. I got a couple of uh, acquaintances that are like, what? You never heard coast to coast radio? This guy... George Norrie talks about UFOs and talks. I, I, I'm like, it's just, it's, it's way out there. There was a time when I was somewhere. Um, let's just say I was somewhere against my will for uh, about a year. <laughs> I was somewhere uh, against my will for about a year. Called like a, uh, a, a forced vacation. Let's just say I was on a forced vacation. Uh, And every night to go to sleep, I would listen to George Norrie. I would. I would listen to Coast to Coast Radio. It was like soothing. And I would listen to him. And uh, since then, uh, if I'm doing something at night in the car, going to the store, if we got to work late or whatever, I'll put on uh, Nori and I'll and I'll listen to him, and I'll be like, "Ah, oh, George, he's talking about, you know, Illuminati's." <laughs> but this son of a bitch makes a lot of money. Makes a lot of money. That's why I think it's funny when people, well, the left gets so enraged by Alex Jones, like. Oh my God! But you know it's it's a shtick, and I know some of you listen to the show that are are big Alex Jones fans are like, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's a shtick. There's an element of him that, of course, you know, of course, all of us that are on the right, 
certain beliefs. But then some of us, like Alex Jones, take it to that edge because there's an audience for it. There's an audience that talks. There's an audience for that programming. There, there, there's an audience who believes Sandy Hook was an inside job. They're all actors. There's an audience for that. Lose their mind. It's like, oh, you guys. That's like, really? Really? You don't see for what it is? A guy who makes probably seven to ten million a year doing this shtick? Really? Remember, one of the, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest. Overtop extreme stay of of us on the right as far as talk radio. Nobody was was bigger and and more just over the top than Morton Downey, but there was an element of shtick there. But long before Limbaugh, long before Hannity, long before the Glenn Beck's. Long before me, and, and there was Morton Downey Jr. who would fight with liberals and call them lib- pablum puking liberal scum. I mean, that was original, original right-wing, Republican, liberal suck. They're lose. I mean, he was that guy. But there was an element of shtick. And that's Alex Jones. There's an element of shtick. Same thing with George Norrie. There's an element of shtick there. When you're believing that there's like lizards that are in the <laughs> that have human skin and they're walking amongst, that's just crazy, crazy talk. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, and I might lose some audience here. If that could make me seven or ten million a year, I'd probably be talking about lizard people too. Ah, <laughs> oh, anyways, there. I was just—I don't know why I got on that. My bad. My bad. My bad. So the big story, at least in our world, in in the um, conservative world and the Republican world, um, not including the never Trumpers, not including the established, not including the Ben Shapiro's, not including uh, the uh, the not in the real opposition party. Uh, you have this O'Keefe kid who's got a, a 16 minute video. And you got to watch this video. I'm going to put it up on our site. I think a lot of people are putting it up on their sites because MSNBC, of course, is not talking about it. CNN, of course, is not talking about it. Fox is not even talking about it. Matter of fact, um, Fox, I think it was uh, Brett Hume 
Megyn Kelly's old boyfriend there, Brett Hume, uh, tweeted that um, the reason they're not talking about it is that they have to verify that the video is real. That O'Keefe didn't, I guess, uh, CGI uh, these individuals talking about um, creating havoc at Trump rallies or other rallies for the Republican Party. Rather, it's a Scott Walker, Louise Minch, whatever her name is, Martha Minch, the Fox girl, Fox woman. She's part of Fox. Heat Street, they're supposed to be Republicans. They're supposed to be part of the opposition, but they're not. Remember, Murdoch's for open borders. Fox News, the whole little conservative thing that he's got there, is just to make money. He doesn't believe in that. He's like George Norrie. He's like, yeah, it makes money. Think I believe these people I put on the radio talking about UFOs, talking about being abducted 17 times and having their anuses probed? Come on. Murdoch doesn't believe in any type of Republican orthodoxy or anything like that. His kids don't. Like I said, you got to look at the people that these individuals surround themselves with. You have to look at their other entities. I mean, Rupert Murdoch, listen, Rupert Murdoch, if you really want to uh, get technical, Murdoch is probably the biggest. I would say, and there's there's a lot of people that could fall into this category, but I would say Rupert Murdoch has uh, really been the person that single-handedly transformed this country to what it is today. Now, just relax for a minute. Yes, you have Obama, and you and you and you have all of these elements, but Remember, it all starts with pop culture. It all starts with what we see, what we hear, what we read. And you could date back to a TV show called Married with Children on a fledgling network called Fox. Married with Children was the first of its kind. It's the first of its kind. You had the Cosbys and nice programming like the Cosbys, different strokes, where they're doing episodes with Gordon Jump about child molestation and bullying. And, you know, I mean, it's like messages to to help uh, society and things about cocaine. And I mean, you're talking about television being used as a tool of good, if you want to be technical. And then Rupert Murdoch comes along and puts the program on called Married with Children. 
dad who hates family, despises his wife, creeps chicks at the business he works at, which happens to be a woman's shoe store, has a daughter that's a whore, has a son that's a pervert, a sexual deviant. Started the whole revolution of television, pop culture. Rupert Murdoch has been at the forefront of changing culture. So Fox, Murdoch, his his kids, his 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 close peep, not part of the right. They're not they're not part of an opposition. So that they would play these Oki is the fantasy. They're not going to play these tapes. So the only place to see these tapes are websites like mine. To know what bird dogging is. To know who Rob Kramer is. C-R-E-A-M-E-R. I mean, these are all people that are just Submerged in the Democrat part with Hillary Clinton. I, I mean, Scott Fovel describing what bird dogging is. He says to an undercover camera. So, one of the things we do is we stage very authentic grassroots protests right in their faces at their own events. Like we infiltrate, infiltrate, and when we get in on tape, and then, you know, when our guys get beat up, and the undercover reporter says, you mean authentic-seeming grassroots? Fawbell says, no, authentic. The undercover camera person says, you mean, Fawbell says, protesters. And the undercover says, so like, progressive. What we saw in Madison. Fawbell says, we train up our people, wherever they are, to, and I work with the network of groups. We train them upon how to get themselves into a situation on tape, on camera, that we can use later. The undercover. So some of this, so I probably know your work. Fabel, I know you do. Everybody does. The undercover. You mean like a situation where it's sort of like a... And Fawbell grabbed the sign out of the dude's hand, and then the dude gets kind of rucked up right in front of the stage right there on camera. And the undercover says, yeah. Fabo says, that was us. That guy that got roughed up is my counterpart, Bob Krimmer. Undercover. And that was like storyboarded. Him getting roughed up like that. Fabo. Yeah. We scenarioed that. You put yourself in the situation and it happened. Almost like a self-empathy. 
Favel says, we not only lent ourselves, we planted multiple people in that crowd in the area around him. In the back, to make sure there wasn't just an action that happened up front, there was also a reaction that happened in the back. So the cameras, they saw it, saw double angles of that stuff. They saw what happened up front. They saw the reaction of people out in the back. The undercover. That's, that's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. Your vote really doesn't count. Your vote really doesn't count. If one side controls the message, if one side controls the narrative, if one side tells 130 million people a story, how can anything be now judged fairly when whether you tune into half-hour show NBC, a late night TV on CBS, cable news like CNN, newspaper, Tid Post, or the internet like the Daily Beast or BuzzFeed. How is anything an even playing field? And no matter what information you get has been created by one side to influence you in voting or believing one way or another. And on the first segment, we detailed whether it was Glenn Frost at Politico or dinner party, John Pasta had the who's of the television and print world. CNN and CBC. Now you have protests situations that all of us on the opposition side said was all was all BS. It wasn't organic. It wasn't grassroots. It was staged. It's just like saying the media, the whole system, it's rigged. It's all BS. And we're told, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. Can't prove it. And it was proved. We've been saying all these tests are fake. They're BS. Well, you can't prove it. You can't prove it. You can't prove it. And now it's proved. 100% proved. Nobody's going to cover this up. Another example of a system that we live in and we're constantly told we have choices. We have free will. We have we have all of these things because it's this 
great, big, shiny democracy. And it's not. It's ultimately not a controlled democracy. We're led to believe that the system is not rigged. We're led to believe that when there's a policy change, whether it's gun legislation or uh, guys dressed as chicks going in the bathrooms, we're led to believe that the majority of the American people have all gotten together and unanimously said, we approve that. But that's not the point. That's not the case. And it's not facts. Because what we're seeing more and more is that it's a handful of people that decide what tens of millions of people are going to see, what they're going to hear, what they're going to think. So when you're sitting there watching CNN or you're watching NBC and George Stephanopoulos comes on, who's just at John Podesta's house the day before? Walker rally. And these crazy, these crazy Pepe the Fogs are getting more dangerous and they are the real threat to the democracy. Learning that it's all bullshit. So you can. When one by one by one, some crazy is a conspiracy. Nothing is rigged. Nothing. Research. You don't have to get in the deep weeds. You don't have to get in the chemtrail weeds. You don't have to get in the Newtown conspiracies. just have to look at things like Donna Brazil, CNN, uh, uh, CNBC, Chris Hayes' crew at MSNBC, Politico, thrust at Politico, and his whole, please don't tell anybody that I did this because I'm such a hack. The O'Keefe videos from a Clinton or a Bush inside that White House for the past 30 years. And if Hillary wins, you're talking 40 years. Think chemtrails. This isn't an Axe Jones conspiracy, regardless of what the Daily Beast or Sabrina Seducci or all the other hipster douche leftists. 
real. It's in black and white. This is undoing because they win. They've just been exposed and managed to keep that exposedness from the low-information voter. But it definitely is the undoing. Definitely is the undoing. So you got to check out these O'Keefe videos. Um, If you listen to talk radio, they've been playing them. Well, not everybody's been playing them, but they've been making their rounds. Um, Check it out. Uh, If you go on uh, the WikiLeaks, you'll see uh, Robbie Mook, Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, water boy, Hillary Clinton's Gungadin. Talking about bird dogging, talking about the strategy that is talked about on these videos. Go to our site. We'll have these videos. I think the video we have up on the com site is uh, Clinton Cash. I think if you go there now, you can watch the Clinton Cash. It's always, it's always a good watch. Um, I'm going to have these videos or this big 16-minute video up there, but you got to check it out. And we'll be talking about more of this tomorrow and the day after. And everything that is coming out and everything that we're all talking about isn't going to stop after the election. I told you this. Win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw. We will never go back to the dark ages never go back to the dark ages because just remember this I want you all to remember this whether it was Bob Dole whether it was John McCain or whether it was Mitt Romney we on this side went along with the establishment we did what they wanted us to do We did what they wanted us to do. They told us to shut up and go along with these picks. And we did it. We did it. We shut up. We went along with the picks. We donated money. We gave our time. We gave blood. We gave our sweat. We did it all. And when it came time... For payback, or what I like to say, when it came time for the reach around, came time to take care of us, that establishment said, F you. When it came time for the establishment to plug their nose, Shut their mouths. 
and go along with the program, they told us to drop dead. Even though we all did it for all these years. And now win, lose, or draw in three weeks. We will never forget. We will never forget the betrayal that the establishment, the Republican Party, did to us. So our eyes are wide open. And there will be hell to pay after Election Day. And through the next weeks and months and years, there will be hell to pay. Because we will never be played for patsies again. It's the Rob Zakari Show. See you guys tomorrow night at 7 p.m. See you guys tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Yeah, we got Instagram. Don't forget to follow us at all these places. And maybe there'll be some new graphics tomorrow. I Who knows? But go there. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Blog Talk. You can listen to us on Spreaker, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. So if you got one of them badass cars, or even a mildly badass car that has iHeartRadio juiced in, iHeartRadio juiced in, you don't got to pay extra, it just comes with it. You're like, oh, it's got iHeartRadio. You go on there, you punch up the Rob Zakari show, and bang, you're listening to us. So check it out. Rob Gray. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 7 p.m. And that's West Coast time. 7 p.m. West Coast time. And no, I'm not stoned. And I definitely don't look stoned. I've smoked weed in three years. And I haven't drunk in two months. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. You look stoned, Dave. F you. Later, you guys.